0: So this week you find me in a hotel lobby surrounded by lovely posh chairs and big echoey rooms and I'm in Madrid. And then the thing is that the two other people who are on the podcast this week, well one's in Sunshine Coast and the other is in rainy England. So we truly are this week NHL fans from afar Here's some of the fans that we're going to hear from. Chicago, Abs, Jets, Dallas, CBJ, New York Rangers, Pens, and even a Canucks fan. Loads of you have sent your comments. We're going to bounce around who the biggest winners, the biggest losers could be, the dark horses of this season. We're also going to talk some of those big contracts that have come through, and also injuries, and also that little thing about... What does the drummer of Green Day have in connection with the San Jose Sharks? We'll also find out about Neil Young and his connection with the San Jose Sharks. And we're talking lovely or vile. What do you think of the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup rings? I'll share my opinion. And let me just tell you, if anyone ever proposes to me in the future, please, Lord, never do it with one of those vile, god-awful rings. Welcome back to NHL Fans From Afar. So I mentioned in our little intro there that uh, we're all in different places in the world and we're recording this on a Tuesday morning actually. So we've all kind of taken a bit of time out from our day jobs, from our lives, we're on different time zones Um, and we're also kind of reliant on our Wi-Fi and our connections via this app called Zoom. So I'm just going to give you a heads up before we kind of get into the recording that some of the quality of this is not necessarily that great. Um, so bear with us that it sounds a little bit muffled and I'm on Wi-Fi which I'm stealing from somebody else so I cut out a few times. So. Just bear with that. It's not the usual thing, but we just wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to talk hockey because there is so much going on. A quick reminder, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit subscribe and you can rate and review us. That will help us reach more bedroom hockey fans across the world. If you're on Spotify, you can follow. And we also have this thing called a Slack group, which is like an app. And it's like a closed kind of community forum where we can all connect and uh, you feel like you're part of a community uh, with fans as you kind of go through those late nights as you start to watch hockey. You can connect with us on that or even if you just have an interesting story as a fan, uh, the email address to talk to us is nhlfansfromafar at gmail.com. So we will crack on with the episode. Let's get talking hockey because the season is imminent. So we mentioned last week that Jolon's gone off on his jollies. Jolon's jollies, that should be probably a hashtag or something, shouldn't it? Um, So he's left me for a few months, but over the next uh, few weeks, I'm going to be joined with at least a couple of people every week um, who are going to help guide me through um, what's happening across all the different divisions, all the different conferences that, um, you know, from east to west of what's happening. Uh, Today, we'll meet them in a second. We're talking uh, San Jose Sharks and Detroit Red Wings who will be able to bring me up to speed because I feel like this week I am so behind the scenes. Uh, let's meet who we've got today. So, Paul, I'll come to you. You are in... Where, where are you? Are you at London Way?
1: Yeah, I'm in Bexley, South East London. It's absolutely tipping down, which it has been doing for the last few days and probably will for the next few as well.
0: So I'm so glad to have a week in Madrid where it's just nice things. You know, we don't have to take a coat wherever oh, you go jealous <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy it while it lasts um also uh, talking of sunshine so adam out in australia how's it going adam last year you were telling us that you had to put the aircon on just to wear your your hockey jersey yeah. and uh, then we got to meet your daughter on the last episode of our finale for season one so what are you going to spring on us this time
2: Oh, I'm going to be pretty boring this time. Everyone else is in bed. It's 8.40 here, but, yeah, it's been sunshine lately. We had our first bit of rain today in four weeks, and it's definitely going to be way too hot for the jersey. It's even hotter this year than last year, so.
0: <laughs> Look about the weather. Let's keep hockey because, let's face it, we've all waited three or four months to talk about hockey. I'm intrigued, okay? So I just want to come because I think Paul's probably got the more interesting team right now but Detroit Red Wings Adam what what I mean what can I say about this are you hopeful
2: oh not at all if we're talking playoffs um if we're talking progression then there's lots to be had it was looking really good through pre-season a lot of our young guys getting a lot of minutes uh we got to see a lot of them they're playing some quite exciting hockey towards the end of it Not so much. And then the last couple of days, we've had pretty much 12 uh, sent down to the minors. Four players waived who didn't get picked up. And we're back with pretty much the same roster as last year, but the signing of two veterans. It's pretty much just another year of our top line getting experience together. And all of our young guys working with each other down in the minors. And they'll be popping in and out of the team through the year. So our main goal is to beat Ottawa.
0: Wow, that's a that's a big goal, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see us beating anyone else in our division. Ottawa's looked quite good in pre-season, but they've also lost their two top players since last season. So I don't see them getting any more points than last year. I'm just hoping we don't regress and we do progress a little bit to stay in front of them.
0: I just say the thing that I hate about before the season starts when you look at the standings, it puts it in alphabetical order. So, right now in the oh, Atlantic yeah. Division, you are third, and uh, who's, who's at bottom? Toronto. So, I'm not particularly like looking at that at the moment, <laughs> but you are above Ottawa as we speak, as we record this podcast.
2: As long as we stay there.
0: <laughs> so, Paul, you're a San Jose Sharks fan an amazing playoff run for you guys last year and at least you lost out to the people who won the cup which they say is possibly the best way to go
1: yeah I guess yeah it was dramatic wasn't it Um, It they had had enough talent to go all the way but the little some of the little intangibles maybe um, weren't quite there it's been a big um, big summer of change since because you lose Joe Pavelski Captain America it's a big a big part of your team Top goal scorer, heart and soul, captain. It's all going to be about how they um, respond to that, really. But um, similar to what was just said about the the Red Wings, they've got a lot of kids they've played a bit of in um, pre-season. Some look good, some don't. There's a few that might make the step, and a few come from nowhere. There's a a winger called Liam Bergman, only 20, um, who looks like he's going to start the season probably on the the fourth line. Um, He looks quite impressive, quick shoots, Shoots well, blocks shots, physical. Um, but at the same, the same time, they had a kid called Dylan Gambrell they were expecting quite a lot from, kind of hoping he'd become the fourth-line centre. And he's not really shown much pre-season at all. So whether he gets a spot or not, I don't know. Um, the Sharks are going to look very different this season. It's going to be how they react, I think, to losing some of those players. Because as well as Pavelski, they lost Donskoy, Nyquist uh, and Braun and they suddenly have a roster that's got about 500 left wings and only one real <laughs> right wing. So how they adjust all that's going to be key. But if they can keep Carlson fit all season, I still think they're going to be contenders.
0: Mm, and what do you think about the Carlson deal? So eight years, 92 mil, that was dealt with and done in June. Nice to see that these things kind of get done straight away. You're not lingering around that 1st of July or oh God... <laughs> like like the rest of us till September. But what what was your thoughts on that? Is, is he worth being there for eight years with such a big amount if it, if there is this concern over health? Uh,
1: probably not. But will he be there for eight years? We, we don't know, do we? I mean, ruthlessly, if you look at how they played last season when he was in the team and, and playing well, they probably were the best team in the NHL for that short spell. And we all knew that something had to give in the summer. So if it was going to be a choice between keeping him or keeping Pavelski, you make the, the hard-nosed choice, I guess. Um, it's all going to come down to his fitness because he's missed a lot of games the last few seasons. If they can keep him fit, there's no reason to think they won't be one of the best teams in the NHL again, but that is the big risk. So they've pumped a huge amount of the the budget into him in the hope that he will stay fit and produce. So it will depend on that. Can he play the whole season and get through several rounds of the playoffs? We don't know. So it's up in the air. He's got to prove it, basically, I think.
0: Where are you at with goalie situations as well?
1: Um, Martin Jones had a lot of criticism last season. I'm not sure of it was entirely justified. It statistically, had a pretty horrible season. But... I kind of think that the way that the team played and the amount of times that defencemen were getting caught on the rush or coughing up the puck in in really bad areas didn't really help him very much. And he did kind of bounce back quite strongly during the playoffs. So I would expect him to do a lot, a lot better this year, but I think it depends how the coach gets the team to play because they kind of exposed him so much for months in the early part of last season that it kind of spiralled and, not not quite sure if, if Dell's got it in him to be a, an amazing backup he, he also had a down year last year, but I think the fact that both of them regressed was kind of kind of points to the fact that the coach did something wrong rather than the fact both of them lost form at the same time, just as a coincidence
0: okay so the I kind of posed the question to people about preseason games. do people bother with them? Um, I actually thought Paul just kind of Catching, catching up on things um, this morning and last night it looked like the, the biggest ding dong of pre-season games was between San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Knights where you had a couple of games Yeah. 18,000 fans and 114 penalty minutes I read <laughs> and then your opening <laughs> games are going to be against each other again and of know, course there's fun, that kind it? of bad in, in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. what? just kind of bring us up to speed on, on that. Did you watch any of the preseason season stuff?
1: Only bits and pieces. I haven't watched a, a full pre-season game because I just haven't had time. I, I try and, and watch as much, you know, regular season stuff as I can, but I've seen highlights here and there and I try to, to read about each game after it's happened. And yeah, that, that one sounded like a humdinger, but I think um, De Kane could be looking at a suspension, couldn't he, apparently? So, we'll see if he even plays in... Um, in that first game against against Vegas, but those two teams obviously hate each other after what happened in the, the playoffs last year. And it's, I think it's kind of nice that it's, it's a new a new rivalry developing. I'm not sure how many, being a new a new franchise, I'm not sure how many really big rivalries Vegas have to be honest. And I, I love to see that in in hockey, don't you?
0: Yeah, and I was going to say actually, looking through the opening night tomorrow, you, you've got a few like Vancouver, Edmonton are playing each other. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Vancouver, Edmonton should be fun, but I'm really looking forward to the San Jose-Vegas um, matchups this year. Right, um, well, like because my team not been great the last couple of years, I tend to look at other teams, and I love watching Vegas play how attacking they are, and I love watching the Sharks play how physical they've been. So that's going to be a really cool matchup to watch. It was a great
1: wow. series in in the playoffs, oh. really great. So I think I thought they. I thought they probably, apart from the, the one the Sharks lost, obviously, I, I thought they gave us the, the biggest problems of, of any teams that, that we had in the playoffs. And how they match up now, who knows? Because the Sharks are a very different team. But it was a good match up then, certainly.
2: And just on that Eric Carlson thing, I know he like gets a lot with um, injury-wise. I just had a look. His last six seasons, so going back, so, we go most recent season, he had 53 games last year, and that's been the biggest one so it's twenty-nine He missed, but then the five previous that, 71 games, 77, 82, 82, 82. So, I think last year's like hopefully could be an outlier. It's so 11 games and five games, and then none, none, none.
1: Yeah, for all that for all that money, the Sharks are, are certainly going to hope so. But he, he had surgery on something that he'd been carrying for quite a long time in the summer. Yeah. So if that solves the problem, then great. But I just I look back at the playoffs, and um, even though he wasn't hundred percent, everyone knew he was kind of the Sharks' most important player and targeted him yeah. pretty ruthlessly. So <laughs> yeah. I guess he's going to get that sort of treatment again this season. It, it depends whether his body can hold up to it. Or not. We don't know basically yet. Yeah. It, it'll depend how the surgery the surgery went and, and whether that injury comes back or not, really.
2: That's true. He's one of those players, I think, also, like, how well he skates. But yeah. he's, you've got your your top players, but even what separates them is their hockey IQ and his outlet passing and his ability to read the game. Um, even if he's injured, he is injured, you can stay away from things like that and still have a big influence on the game. So, Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's um I I love, he's one of the players of other teams that I love watching play. So I hope he gets through for your sake and for the sharks sake. Um that he gets through unscathed for the season cuz he's just great to watch. Definitely.
0: We, we're going to mention um a connection to the sharks to uh Green Day in a second, but I think maybe it's worth now um Adam you touching upon a bit of an injury update. So you've kind of done a bit of a look around who's going to start the season, who isn't. Do you want to bring us up to speed?
2: Yeah, of course. This is only off um, one of the main sites with regards to injury updates. We've much got Brock Bozer. Is it Bozer or Bozer? I'm not sure. Um, He's been a big one with regards to concussion, um, but he was cleared to play and there's a possibility he'll be playing first game. Sydney Crosby's day-to-day at the moment. Suppose we got hit in the lower leg with a puck. Um, they haven't released much more than that. So he's day to day and questionable whether he will play the first game. And Braden Point's been coming along faster than expected and was skating on the top line at practice. So there's the possibility, or small well, possibility, that he'll be there as the first number one centre for Tampa on the opening night. I think the other one that looks like it's gonna be longer lasting is Alex Tuck from the Knights. He's week to week rather than day to day with an upper body. And it's looking like Cody Glass, their 2017 draft pick's gonna be starting the season in the first game.
0: Okay, and they contract wise as well. So um since we last recorded the podcast, Patrick Liney Line, a, Line a signed a two-year deal, thirteen and a half mil. Um Kyle Connor, seven-year deal, 50 mil with the Jets, both of those, uh, for the Avs, Rantanen, the six year contract, and the six-year contract, 55.5 mil. Um, what What are our kind of thoughts on that? I mean, it, it, it's great that they kind of got that stuff done.
2: We well, talked also about Kevin Hayes on the last episode as well, I think. Um, I don't have his numbers in front of me. I can have a look at them. But with regards to line A, I think what you guys were talking about last episode was um, smack on with regards. He hasn't really proved anything apart from the fact that he can score goals. And even then he hasn't shown that he'll score them consistently over a whole season yet. So I think the two year deal allows him to get paid now, but also gives him the two years to show what he can actually do. If he's really worth a longer term deal at that sort of yearly value or higher. To be honest, I mean, it,
1: that's a, a bargain, isn't it? Really, for for the Jets. I mean, I, I know he had a he had a bad year compared to his rookie year, but he did he did show he could score goals consistently that year. He had 36, so that's pretty good yeah. for your, your first year in in the NHL. And to sign a, a bridge contract, I'm not sure many people in Finland expected him to do that. From from their point of view, he's a he's a superstar. And I can remember, I went to to Vegas and the Jets happened to be in in town, so I went to the game and. Um, Liony jerseys everywhere. Not all of them from Finns, but there were a lot of Finns in in the building. He's he's just the he is the big star in Finland, yeah. and they, they want him to have a bounce back here. Yeah, I don't see why why he can't really. I think he's he's been a bit hampered by the fact that they haven't found him a consistent line there, and um, I'm not sure some of the teammates he's had have really suited him. But he looked really low on confidence sometimes last season. He, he went through months without without scoring and that's a pretty big worry for someone that you expect big numbers from so I think I think he knows but both him and and they've because they they were both kind of contract holdouts they haven't had a lot of time with their teams this offseason and that might affect how they they start the season so that's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a question too they both trained together in in Switzerland while the contracts were being sorted out so how much the systems in each case have changed and the teammates and what the coach wants you to do. All that's kind of up in the air, really. I think Ranson would be absolutely fine. He'll, yeah. He should come back into the fold pretty well. But with Lion, you, you, you kind of wonder how they're going to use him, um, who his line mates are going to be.
2: and I still expect him to have a bounce back here, personally. i just going to look at the daily face-off and their line combos. And they've got him listed on the second line at the moment with Adam Lowry as a centre. Um, yeah. Andrew Copp is the left wing, and Cole Connor is the left wing on the third line but you'd, you'd expect him to to move Connor up to the second line, have him and line A as your wings, and I guess keep Larry there in the center yeah. i can 't see him changing their top line it's he just doesn't seem to have, have found to have found
1: much chemistry there with with many of his line mates they they had one good line there during his rookie his rookie season, but that's that's no more, and you kind of wonder. Yeah, they need to find the, the the best place for him and get him in a good place again because the the amount of time he spent in Switzerland away from the team can't have helped him. I don't think over the yeah. summer. But he's only twenty one. I mean, you're looking at yeah, maybe that's the thing. He's not going to hit his prime for another two or three years, hopefully. So, you know, by the time the next contract comes around, that that'll decide which way he goes.
2: Two good seasons, keep his goal scoring up, and probably show a little bit more tracking back in D, and he's going to get paid Yeah, at the end of this contract. Like, look at it, Connor, seven-year at 50 mil as a 22-year-old. He's the second-highest paid player on the Jets after Dustin Bufflin, who's not even there. Yeah. So that's a lot to live up to. So he's getting paid more than Shifley, and... Wheeler, but in saying that, Wheeler did do his, ex- his extension. He'll be on more next year. But it, as it stands, Cole Connor is your second highest paid player on Winnipeg.
0: And interestingly, actually, um, our um, Penns fan, Georgie, um, dropped us a tweet saying about Winnipeg. She put the um, Winnipeg's RD side is going to be weak since they lost Truba Myers um, over the summer, all RD. So, Yeah. Yeah. They, there's a lot of pressure on Winnipeg and then there was a lot of pressure on them last year. It was a bit do or die last year and now it feels like there's even more pressure with like less goods to kind of perform with, so to speak.
2: I, I've i got them as my biggest loser in the Central Division wow. overall. Just because of the defence. Like They're not going to have any trouble scoring goals. It's going to be stopping them.
0: <laughs> Sounds like Toronto.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... so <laughs> And of Hellebuck, we know, can go on haters and he can, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Let me just bring in some of the comments that we've had. So, uh, uh, Tom sent a message about New York Rangers. He is a New York Rangers fan. <laughs> should probably declare that. Uh, I'm hoping yeah. that New York Rangers are one of the winners for 2019-20, but I think it'll take time before we come good. I'll be brutally honest i haven't paid much attention to the other teams yet but you always get a team who will start strong and fall away so that's where we were kind of dipping in the winners and losers columbus blue jackets fan alex said i'll hold on for the blue jackets net minding options to be a pleasant surprise um <laughs> yeah, so because i was trying to work out where are they at with that eric Comrie on waivers rob says cbj could do a lot worse I haven't really kind of paid much attention to uh, CBJ since the, the mass departure um, of Bobrovsky. I haven't really seen where they're up to, changes, that stuff. It's kind of slipped under my radar. Have you guys seen anything? No, um, it's <sighs> new to me.
2: One of the other podcasts I listened to, it's a Detroit one, they had a um, one of the riders for the Blue Jackets on and they were asking pretty much about that and what the feels like in the town and what the feels like in the team. And she said it's a very um, cohesive, tight unit at the moment about with the mass departures and all that sort of media. They've got a very... It, it, it sounds as though they've got a very tight-knit group who are very keen on proving a lot of people wrong that they can still do well. Um, they've got some really exciting guys like Cam Atkinson. Um, not Gustav Nyquist is over there now. And you've also got Alex I think uh, Tessier. Xier, who's going to be playing on the top line. Um, Josh Anderson can score goals. So, they'd, yeah, I, I have them kind of mid-pack. I'd, I think goalie is their biggest issue. But apart from that, um, I still think they're going to be pretty – an exciting young team who have got that us against the world sort of attitude. I reckon they're going to travel a few teams through the year. But whether they keep it together over the whole season will be a, another question.
1: I've got to say that the, per- the message about the Rangers, you've got to look at them as winners. They've got Kakko. Did, did, did you watch oh, yeah. him at the Worlds? I mean, he's 18 oh, yeah. years old, second overall pick. you got that's a win. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that guy win. could be amazing in the NHL. He could be one of the best players in the NHL Give him a few years. He's got genuine star power, amazing stick handler, huge talent. And I know people that know him, and, and they all say he's got the mentality for it as well. So he'll, he'll be fine there, even though it's a big, you know, big, big town, big market.
0: Yeah. I, I so, wanted him you on know, my fantasy team. I have to say, I didn't didn't get him. I don't know who has.
1: He's good a on the a second line point. though, isn't he? So how how effective he'll be straight away, I don't know. But um, he's yeah, on he top run,
2: great he's vision. on the second line.
0: power play. he's on yeah, the top power yeah. play
2: with Aaron and Kreider and Zabinajad, So he's going to get exposure.
0: Just to bounce back to um, Central Division. Um, you talked about uh, Jets potentially being one of the biggest losers. Bless her, Abby, who lives in Leeds and has followed this podcast for a while. Um, She's a Chicago Blackhawks fan, and uh, her message simply was: I learnt that I am just as worried for the Blackhawks as I was last season. At least as a Detroit fan, you you can't—you know—that makes you feel better, right?
2: Yeah, it does. Like, because they're—they're not um, now—not now division, but they're still like obviously a rival with us. I've got them finishing sixth out of seven in the central, but I've also got them as my dark horse because they, remember they went on that kind of heater run, maybe three quarters away through the season last year, and then it dropped off again. But they've got any team with Kane and Taves, you've got Alex Nielander who's young and looking really good to bring cat, Brendan Saad, if he goes and just plays like a 200 foot game all season. This young guy Dominic Kabalik. I saw a little bit in preseason. It looks like he's picked up a spot. And the defense is still fine. They've still got uh, Robin Leonard now with Crawford. They're looking better than Detroit. I hate to say it, but I do have them finishing sixth. But I reckon they're my kind of outside chance in the central. I, <laughs> I kind of rank that division almost in tears with Dallas and Colorado way out in front, then Nashville and St. Louis, and then Winnipeg and Chicago, and then Minnesota way away.
0: Matt, the Dallas fan, what did he say? We were talking about pre-season. I said, do people actually bother watching? I've got to be honest that I don't watch all the pre-season stuff because I looked at my diary and I thought, wow, there are four games in the first week of the actual season and there are another four games in the second week of the actual yeah. season for Toronto fan. So I'd rather save my time and my excitement for that stuff. Um, and what did Matt say? pre is about conditioning. The results mean, Jack, uh, especially yeah. where half the players aren't playing for a roster spot as a guaranteed one. Uh, he doesn't read anything into it And doesn't bother watching All that matters is how you play On day one Yep, And Rob agreed And uh, so did Montreal fan Dave as well I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one Because I was kind of thinking If you're doing a podcast on this play You really should have to watch everything know Everything about everything Every contract So that kind of gave me a bit of relief That other people feel the same And uh, Andy um, Canucks fan I think he's on on with us next week. In fact, I think next week, we've got Andy, a Canucks fan, and Matt, the Dallas fan. So that's who we'll be picking up with. Uh, Andy just said, I've given up trying to learn anything from pre-season. I've not paid any attention. The main thing is that nobody got seriously hurt. Although Bess's concussion was unfortunate. The New jerseys looked good, though. I mean, actually, like, sometimes it's quite nice to see these little details, isn't it, of when the new goalie masks get unveiled, the new jerseys getting better. Oh, yeah. And then talking of, uh, you know, kind of outfits and accessories, we cannot not mention the St. Louis Blues ring. <laughs> I have already said my piece on this podcast about the rings. I think that Stanley Cup rings are the most disgusting things I have ever seen. And I would never <laughs> ever wear it. No matter how hard I work to get it, I would never wear it. I think it's disgusting. Uh, however, I do think as a mantelpiece thing, the detail that they've put on the St. Louis Blues room is quite beautiful. Um, like the, the touch to um, Layla is something that Sarah, a Dallas fan, tweeted us, and she loves the Layla t- So, yeah, but I mean, do you think it's lovely or do you think it's vile? Paul, have you had a chance to have a look at it? Yeah, yeah. Um... They're not
1: really my cup of tea either, but if you're going to have a massive gold ring with loads of gems on it because you won the cup, you might as well go all out, right? So, I mean, those are pretty all out. (laughs) You look at the detail and I guess you say some of it looks a bit tacky, but if you're going to have a massive ring like that, a massive bit of sparkle, a bit of bling, then why not? I mean, you can't make them much worse than they already are, surely, can you? So go the whole hog, why not?
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently it's got 282 diamonds. Jeez. Wow. There's a video online actually Which I've just shared um, On our Twitter uh, page At NHL Fans From Afar And you can watch them making it it's, it's it's quite it's quite amazing What a job Imagine that you get a call saying Hi uh, we'd like to make some uh, rings please uh, <laughs> It'd just be insane wouldn't it Not your typical wedding ring that's for sure
1: 75 diamonds and 16 sapphires Because they won 16 post-season games apparently So don't forget the sapphires. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Do you like it, Adam?
2: I think they look really nice. I think they've done really nice detailing. But, yeah, as a wearable ring, definitely not because they make the rest of your hand look tiny. Like, these things are huge. <laughs> and definitely a definitely a mantelpiece or a trophy room thing. But the actual design of it, what they've done with it, with the St. Louis arch, played Gloria on the back. Um, they look real nice, but yeah, you're not going to wear around. I actually just had a flashback to the first Ace Ventura movie. Have you guys seen that? A uh, long time ago, yeah. long time he's, ago, yeah. I know, oh it just popped into my head where he's chasing down like a, a NFL champion team and he comes up behind a guy and gets punched in the face and he has to count like the indent on his forehead to see if it's the right number of gemstones. <laughs> like, imagine getting punched by one of these yeah ouch well i was saying accurate.
0: actually before like we were recording um to adam paul that uh, you can buy these replicas of the rings you see as a fan and i went to a hockey game a couple of years ago and one of the guys bless him he was a bruins fan we don't talk anymore but that's for a different reason but um yeah. he uh, had one of these replicas and actually physically holding it and putting it on your finger and putting it in your hand that for me was what solidified these are disgusting um why do people even want to buy a replica but i mean i wonder i wonder like actually on uh online whether you can buy replicas of the st louis blues ring maybe people collect these i'd be really interested to know actually if anyone's listening and you have a replica how much did you pay for it where did you get for it and whether you collect them i would like to know that i mean there's obviously going to be people who think they're the most beautiful thing they've ever seen And they're entitled to that opinion I just don't share the same one. (laughs) Good question. (laughs) So let's do this the the fascinating thing that we've learned and I consider this I mean I know for me it's only like 10 past one uh, in in the afternoon so there's a whole day of facts that I could learn and I'm currently in this hotel lobby at a pharmaceutical conference Uh, learning about all the kind of rare lung diseases. But my most interesting fact of this day, today, Tuesday, is that Green Day have signed this deal, which we'll get into for two years with the NHL as part of Wednesday night hockey. And then even more bizarrely, when we looked into it, it turns out that Trey Coole, who is the drummer, I want to say, he is the drummer, isn't he? Yeah? Yeah. He looks like the biggest hockey fan out of the band. And he was a San Jose Sharks fan, but apparently he's switching sides to become an Anaheim Ducks fan because he's moving. But then that, so we'll get into Green Day and NHL in a second. But what it actually kind of made, made us think was how in the UK, people are super tribal, right? You do not switch teams. When you decide your team or your team decides you, you don't switch, right? Doesn't matter whether you move house or players change, but um, Adam, you brought up a good point about the fact that sometimes in American sports, people follow players, not always that tribal team thing that we talk about in Britain.
2: Yes, that's something you you see a lot more in your, um, especially NBA, because out of the four sports over there, NBA is definitely the most um, well-known athletes, be it LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, um, Steph Curry, if you ever change team, you'd there is a lot, especially the young fan base who jump to the other team because the players there and then they'll buy the players jerseys, etc., etc. et cetera. If they move to another team, they'll follow the player. It's generally more your, your younger audience. Um, Australia is very similar with regards to the tribal. You've got your team, you stick with your team. You can appreciate players on other teams, but you don't generally change uh, just to follow a player. But, you see a lot of kids like today wearing a lot of baseball caps or NBA caps, et cetera, et cetera, have nothing to do with the team, but they have a certain player that they like and that's why they follow that team for that time. But, yeah, I wouldn't be changing a team just because I've moved somewhere else. See,
1: I, I always grew up watching hockey
2: um, internationally,
1: Olympics and World Championships, so I mostly watched Finnish players all the time. And when I started getting into the NHL, which came a bit a bit later, um, it was because of some of the Finnish players. Um, initially, I sort of gravitated towards the Dallas Stars because they were a team full of Finns. They had Jero Lehtonen. That was my first, my first jersey. But Timo Solani signing for the Sharks, uh, I started to watch them, fell in love with them. And I've been a Sharks fan ever since, basically. So he, he's the reason. He, I mean, he wasn't particularly great for the Sharks, ironically, but he's the reason I, I was a Sharks fan. But before that, I just used to watch hockey at the Olympics and, and the Worlds rather than the NHL because I didn't find the NHL as interesting, but now I like both.
0: I suppose yeah, that's why are. they bring in someone like Green Date to attract people from a wider like periphery, don't they, to the sport overall? Makes sense.
1: The Sharks have some interesting musical fans because Neil Young is a, a Sharks fan as well, even though he's Canadian. So I'm kind of wondering whether, presumably, he had a team of his own in Canada. And he's had to switch at some point too because he lives out, out there now. But be interesting to find out. Neil
0: Young is a San Jose <laughs> Sharks fan. How do you know this? Is, is he going to games?
1: Um, he's, he's been there a few times. You see him sometimes. On,
0: yeah, you, you see him at games quite a lot. Is that Adam Googling just to check that Paul's right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm having a look at it. I'm, I'm having a look at um, celebrity ice hockey fans and the teams that they support. He's been a fan for at least five or six years, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we, when we first met Matt, the Dallas fan, on this podcast, and you can go back and listen to the episodes we did last year, and what we were doing is every episode we'd meet a, a different fan from a different team and understand how did they kind of fall in love with the sport, how do they watch it, and the thing that I learned about Dallas was that when they won the Cup all those years ago, Um, Pantera were massive Dallas star fans and they recorded like a song for the playoff run and then they even took like the cup um, out to a swimming pool and they were part of like the cup tour and everything and then I think the episode that followed after that We had some of you write an email and tweet us to basically say other celebrity hockey fans that you all knew. I mean, (laughs) Justin Bieber is obviously like the big one for Toronto Maple Leafs. And he's not just someone who kind of turns up now and again. Uh, He actually has all the jerseys. You see him at the games like he's full out. And I think he's even played with the team sometimes as well. Oh, and what what was the dude who has the curse? Was it the Dre curse or something like that? Drake. Oh, Drake. Not not Drake. Sorry, Drake. Not Drake Yeah. You're mixing up my rappers here. um Yeah, the Drake curse. Yeah. Um Aren't Metallica Sharks fans as
1: well? Thinking about it, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure about that. But heavy metal bands seem to be quite into the NHL. And I know Metallica have played in Sharks jerseys before a couple of games.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I think they are. Yes,
0: they they, they have. We thought, yes, I remember. That was one of the comments that we got back after we put that episode out to say about the link for Metallica. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely mad. So, yeah, Green Day. I mean, it sounds like a publicity stunt. It doesn't sound like, I mean, if we start quizzing them on what are their thoughts about the, uh, you know, the the updates on the video review of Coach's Challenge for the 2019-20 season, I'm not sure they're going to give us the answer that we're all expecting or even have an opinion (laughs) I I don't care
1: anyway if he's a Ducks fan now he's dead to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) the other thing that's also happening kind of a bit periphery Chicago have been out playing in Berlin Philadelphia uh, a couple of days ago were playing Lausanne in Switzerland. I've not really even seen any coverage or watched any of the games. It's kind of just bypassed me, really. I think we had the same last year when we looked at some of the global series that the NHL have got so much going on that they don't really big these these kind of stuff up enough. It's, it's almost like, well, why do it at this time? There's it, already so much going on with pre-season and the start of the season. It just seems like a bit throwaway. I wonder if you were coach of like Chicago and Philadelphia, you'd be thinking we've got some important things to sort out here right now. We could do without this.
2: Did you yeah, see the been- cringeworthy video of the Chicago players They were doing an autograph session over... Where, where Chicago playing Switzerland? Did you say?
0: No, I think they were playing Germany. I think they had then. Yeah.
2: Oh man, it was. They had the Brinket and um, Dylan Strome doing an autograph session, and they had the guy on the mic like trying to amp up the crowd, and then they couldn't get the screen down that they were sitting behind, and it was they were fi- trying to fiddle with the zips. It was just like a totally NHL thing, and. They finally got the screen down and he yelled out their names. There was like six people clapping out in the courtyard. And it was <laughs> a worthy, awkward thing to watch. <laughs> um,
0: was it live like, as well?
2: Yeah, because they were there ready to do autographs, but it was going to be this big unveiling of who the players were, but they couldn't get the screen down that the players were sitting behind. And it finally came down and everyone was like,
0: yay. Oh my God, that is (laughs) strange.
2: I'll see if I can find it, I'll tweet
1: it out. That sounds nearly as good as as Putin slipping on the ice when he was skating around with the um, the Russian vets. Do you remember that? That was hilarious. Someone probably got shot for that, so we shouldn't laugh. But still, it was funny at the time.
0: Oh man, (laughs) good NHL. And actually, I reckon all hockey players... Do Those kind of stu- have those stupid moments and stupid things, it just shows they 're human doesn 't it because quite often we as fans put these guys on a pedestal, and uh, I remember interviewing um, a goalie and he 'd done, done this most amazing chat about the change of goalie equipment, and I really wanted him to be quite outspoken and whether that was helping or hindering him as a goalie, really intelligent and then he turned around to go on the ice to to get to kind of continue the practice, but he forgot to take his skate guards off and he just basically (laughs) collapsed onto the ice. And he was so (laughs) fortified. It was just just hilarious. And we had to like put the camera down and help him up. (laughs) But you know, it happens to the best of us. It was one of those little moments where I was like, if only we kept the camera rolling. (laughs) Um, What else have we got? What have I missed? You missed the
1: best deal of the summer. What? Which what? The Avs missed out on the best deal of the summer because a Finnish floorball team offered them the greatest deal for and to go and sign for them. They were going to give him one stick, a baseball cap, three massage coupons, some socks and lunch at Burger King if he came and played floorball for them while he was holding out on his contract. And they would have offered the Avs two players a guy called Joel, who apparently collects the pucks after practice, and a guy called Tommy, who has a quite cute daddy belly, apparently. How could so you turn nice. down that for Mikko Rantanen? Come on. That's the deal of the summer.
0: <laughs> and what was the reason for saying no? Uh,
1: probably because Mikko Ranson's one of the best players in the world, which I, I would guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, that, that's what an offer sheet should look like.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Oh, that is great.
1: What is floorball? I, <laughs> I thought you might say that. It's, it's, it's basically kind of indoor hockey, which is another sport that the Finns are world champions at at the moment. It's, it's actually the third most popular sport, supposedly, in Finland. But I have to admit, I've, I've been to Finland pretty much once a year all my life, and I've never seen any floorball played anywhere. <laughs> so take that with a pinch of salt. Uh,
0: yeah, I know what you mean. Um, uh, ball hockey... Yeah. It's got a name, doesn't it? And actually, it's really quite big in the UK. Um, there are several people when I used to go around the elite league hockey um, clubs who, I don't know whether they couldn't play on ice, but they played ball hockey instead. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was for, yeah, for, for losers who can't skate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard everything now. The offside is determined by a floating blue line. Wow. So uh, we'll have to do that. The other thing that we've got to mention, Adam, thanks very much for setting up a NHL fantasy team for the podcast. Um, it's a shame that we can only have 12 people in the league, but I, I genuinely have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so clearly I'm going to lose. Uh, my team is called Babcock Sox. What's your team called? Ginger Wings.
2: Ginger, uh, it's Red Wings, but both my kids are ginger, so... The ginger heritage in my beard, uh, Scottish background.
0: So that Bruins fan, we can and we will, uh, is Jolon's Stammer Time is another one. Uh, moves like Jaeger, PewTy Boo Wacko Kako, Wacko Matt's bunch of jerks. But I have enjoyed listening to like the NHL fantasy podcast in the last couple of years. Very weeks. good. I've never ever done a fantasy for hockey before. I've done football but and I feel like I've kind of signed away my whole life. So if anyone who's doing a fantasy league and it's week one, what would your advice be?
2: For week one, I'd set it for automatic substitutions. You've got 12 starting players, different teams play on different days. Like my matchup in the first week, there's 72 games or people that will playing games by the end of the first week and the person I'm playing, their players will play 80 games. So unless you're getting onto it early every morning and subbing in and subbing out, you're going to be leaving points on the bench. So I just set it as auto interchange for the first week just to see how it all works and then get a bit more into it probably the second week.
0: Okay. Even just looking at the page just makes me feel cross-eyed. You know, like <laughs> the first time you ever look at Cap Friendly, the first time you ever look at oh, any yeah. prospects. When you start out, and like as I did as like a bedroom hockey fan, where there's no one to kind of tell you, what to read and where to go And there weren't podcasts And there wasn't YouTube stuff It's just loads of nerdy websites It's just overwhelming isn't it But I can do auto I will do that now I'm literally setting it to auto So may, may the best ginger win yeah.
2: It's so much more full on than Because I've got a couple of Premier League teams And a couple of NFL teams And this one by itself is more work Than those other four combined
0: Wow. Oh, God. (laughs) But what I can see, that Jolon hasn't added two of his extra players to his bench. So already, I'm doing better than Jolon. And exactly what you said, as long as Detroit beat Ottawa, as long as I beat Jolon at the end of this uh, fantasy (laughs) league, that's all I care about. However, back to real hockey... Is there anything that we've missed out?
2: Yeah, I was about to say, do you want to do your, um, maybe like a a dark horse and a loser from each division maybe, or?
0: Yeah, we could do. Uh, I don't know if I know enough to kind of talk intelligently, but let's have a go. Come on then, hit us with your one. What are you going to start with, east or west? Come on then, smash them through.
2: Metro, dark horse, New Jersey, and biggest loser, New York Islanders, as in... By the end of the regular season, I think they would have dropped the most, and I think Jersey's going to improve, and they may improve enough for a playoff. But I think that might be more next season.
1: I think the Canes could be dark horses because they they kept hold of Athol and, and they looked quite good to me last year. A lot of talent, and they came quite close. So I, I think they could be dark horses.
2: Yeah, I had them. I got them number two after the Caps. Yeah, maybe, but they, yeah. they could win that division. I don't think it's impossible. I, I really I think they can win it as well. I just, I've just, i just put Washington in number one there because they've been the best, and they'll say the yeah. best until someone takes it off them, I think. And, but I think the Canes definitely can do it. All right, what about Atlantic, Paul? Uh, <laughs> let's do the Pacific first. Come on. All right, Pacific. All right, let's go. Off you go. You, you know the Sharks are going to win the Pacific, so
1: we can end that one, that one
2: there. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think the, the Flames did so well last year, it might be time for a, the drop back slightly, so perhaps I'll go for them.
2: So, San so that. Sharks win at Calgary dropping. I'm sorry to disappoint. I've got, I've got your Sharks at number two. Ooh. I was Behind saying who? Vegas. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think, think they'll
1: be the, the two the that challenge, the yeah.
2: The big thing I've got in Calgary three, and I've got the biggest losers also as the Sharks or Calgary. I think both of you guys are going to come down to goaltending.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
2: I think Jones has got the head, but Calgary is just, yeah. I think the reason i got Vegas ahead is because of, of Flurry. And I've got um, Arizona because their goaltending is so good, or Vancouver as your uh, dark causes for maybe wild card positions, I think.
0: Cool. I wonder who's going to be top of the Atlantic division. For me, I don't know, will Tampa be able to do it again? And I wonder whether Boston are going to be much more hungry whether they'll get number one and Tampa number two this season one of the ones i'm not bothered about who's bottom but i just wonder with Tampa having um a couple of question marks on injuries the first 15 games 10 of them are on the road as we we spoke about last week on the the episode there's quite a lot of pressure on them to kind of deliver will they be able to do what they did again i don't know and i think boston were so close and i've a similar setup. They've got a very solid core that know each other, have played with each other. They should probably, if Boston, on paper as it looks, perform in reality and they have a good start to the season, I wonder whether they'll be chasing for number one spot in Atlantic or is that just me? No, yeah, I see. I, I, about the
2: Leafs there.
0: Well done. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thing is, I'm a true fan and that I'm almost, always pessimistic. Can we just get through to the second second round of playoffs? I, I'll be happy when we do that because I, I just, I feel like sometimes when you have everything on a silver plate, it's all there. All the pieces are waiting for you. And then in this game, I think like um, Tom, the, the Rangers fan tweeted us and put it exactly as I was thinking. In this sport, you just never know what is gonna happen. And I feel like I'm just twiddling my thumbs waiting for the playoffs for my own team so instead I'm going to be looking around at like teams like the Hurricanes. I want to go and watch a bit more of them. Um, who else did I have on my list? I, had, I wanted to get my head around um, the Knights and the Sharks. I had those down to watch more games with them because I kind of just got a bit bored of watching some of the Atlantic games when we got to like maybe about halfway through the season last year. So I kind of started looking around. CBJ, I went on like a little, followed them for like uh, two weeks just Mm -hmm. to get to know their players, see the style that they played. So, yeah, I'm kind of trying to look bigger picture and look for the, where are the interesting points? Where are these dark forces, as you say? Because it makes it it more interesting when a couple of months in, if your team is just waiting and all the success of the season is based on where they're going to do in the playoffs, it can get quite boring.
1: I think the stars are going to be really interesting as well. See how Pavelski does there, where he fits in, whether he can be a, a leader. They've got a good young team. They've got a, a brilliant, a brilliant young Finn on the on the blue line that everyone thinks is going to be one of the best defenders in the world. In, in Hiskinen. and I, I think they could make a jump this year too. No reason
0: to think they can't.
2: Cool. Also, I was going to say, with um, it's kind of weird, like you haven't said John's not here, and I'm going to bring up the Leafs.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I thought. <laughs> Because last week, I know we were a bit biased, we had three Toronto Maple Leafs fans, we talked ages about Mana and I thought, this week I'm just going to try not to mention the Leafs that much and we'll yeah. talk about the other teams so that we don't get angry in, uh, I don't know, Norwich writing in saying, God, you're so biased, all you ever talk about is Toronto, there are other teams in the league, don't you know? Um,
2: Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Red Wings hate you just as much as anyone else, but I've got you guys finishing top and I think it's the last season you'll have that chance with the defense not being locked up. So I reckon it's, this is your, this is your shot. Um, You ahead of Tampa, Florida and Boston.
0: Wow. Really? You (laughs) put Boston down in fourth.
2: Well, one, I don't like them, but two, they're, getting, they're, they're still, all, obviously, I've got them still as a wild card, and I'm not going to be surprised if they win the win the Atlantic, but I've got you guys, number one. I just think the depth um, is too much. Montreal is going to be awesome to watch as well, and so is Florida. But, yeah, I think that, I think those top four, even five, even Buffalo, is going to be really I think they're all so far ahead of Detroit and Ottawa, but those top six even are going to be awesome to watch, and I, I agree with you, Paul. I've got Dallas, number one in the Central. Yeah. I reckon they're going to be... They're solid. And them and Colorado. Colorado's the... Like you were saying, Claire, looking for other teams to watch. I, I can't wait to watch Colorado this year. The
1: only thing with Colorado is do they play Ranton on on the top line and, and recreate what was probably the best line in, in hockey last year? Or do they play yeah. somewhere else? Because I thought that their biggest problem really was they didn't really have a lot of lines going outside of that for some some spells last season. So, do they have they the, got, the depth to compete with some of those other teams? I guess we'll see.
2: They got Kadri and Bobrovsky in the off season. offseason. Yeah. So, you got Kadri, Bobrovsky, and Tyson Yost on the second line now and Don Skoy on the third. Yeah. Um, and then your defence, like Kyle McCarr having a whole season, um, Gerard Johnson... I, I think even just their speed and skill is gonna be able to blow enough teams away. Um, I just think that line is that, that I just think
1: that line is so good that other teams key in on it too much and, and maybe because Ranton's so good he can basically play anywhere in the lineup, he can yeah. play on any of those four lines and, and have an impact. It might make sense for them long term to move into a different a different place in the team, but we'll see.
2: Well Mabroski was skating there in the um preseason while he was having the contract yeah, so it's um, – but, yeah, maybe something like talking about what St. Louis did last year, start games with the fourth line against the other teams first and try and take them out of the game that way and then bring their stronger lines on against Colorado's weaker. Mm. Yeah, I like it.
0: <laughs> so, I guess the the way that we did things last season was we asked everybody right straight from the start, and it's always more difficult at the start of the season, particularly this episode, because we haven't even seen them really play a game. But yeah. we didn't all think it was going to win the Stanley Cup. And if it's anything like last year, I mean, whatever we say now will be a load of bollocks anyway. So, uh, you know who I wrote on my list? And uh, I feel sick even saying this, but I have put Boston Bruins down as could they, could they go and do it this year? Uh, so I'd kind of put Boston for all my sins. Who have you written down as could win the Stanley Cup this season?
2: Yeah, Paul. <laughs> no, go on. You go first. I'm still thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a look at the... There's so many unknowns. Like, so I think the NHL or someone else put out a tweet today or yesterday about the player movement in the off-season. And it went for almost two and a half minutes of players moving around. I was like, there is so many big name players who've changed. I've got Dallas beating Toronto in the
0: Cup Finals. Wow, yeah. wow, that'll be interesting between Matt uh, and Charlonson unless they're meant to be friends. That would be amazing, <laughs> or not? That kills
2: me saying that about Toronto. I'm I'm ne- neither here nor there on Dallas. I don't watch him a lot, but um, I know just to. Gut, gut feel, a little bit of what I've seen, the signings they've done. Yeah, Dallas beating Toronto.
0: Oof. Okay, Paul, come on and hit us with it.
2: I think
1: Dallas are a contender as well, but I'd have to see more of them, um, see how it, it all clicks. I quite like the argument that the Bruins got so close that they'll be hungry again next year, but I'm not entirely convinced that that wasn't maybe just a one-off. I think they were slightly fortunate perhaps to, to get to the final. So, I don't know. It's, it's beyond that, it's, it's quite hard to see. I think that the Sharks and Vegas will both be in, in the equation as well. But I might just go with Dallas. I might, agree with, I might agree and go with Dallas.
0: Okay, cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, we've talked a lot about hockey and uh, none of us have actually even watched uh, a game of the season yet. So I think we've managed to do quite well to talk informatively about this for an hour. Um, it's all hope some dreams at these uh this point but i know we'll be catching up with both of you guys uh, over the next couple of months again so um we'll see whether you change dallas on your list next time we talk or whether you stick with it i'll hold you to that one yeah yeah probably yeah,
2: <laughs> i found you a present to leave with claire yeah you can you can get a replica st louis blues ring for 15 dollars.
0: <laughs> wow, that's all. $15, that's all it's worth.
2: American.
0: <laughs> that's, that's like nothing, is it? I wonder how much the real ones are. Surely like 15000 or something like that.
2: All that. So yeah, they're already out there, and then they got released today.
0: Imagine if somebody... I bought one of those replica rings and then proposed to their girlfriend using one of those rings. Somebody <laughs> is going to do that, aren't they? Someone Imagine is. Imagine if she said yes. Well, if someone proposed to me with one of those rings, then we all know <laughs> what the answer is going to be, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Imagine if she was a Bruins fan. Oh, that would be evil. That would be... <laughs> uh, it's been really great fun. Thanks very much guys. Um, just to remind those of you listening, and uh, uh, make sure you hit subscribe or follow, uh, great reviewers, and if you want to join our Slack group, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's just a place where it's like a closed forum, you download the app, and it's just a space where we can all connect and chat about what we've seen, our reaction, a bit of friendly banter between friends who also love NHL uh, drop us an email NHL fans from at gmail.com if you want to be a part of that and connect on Twitter uh, next week we are talking Dallas so I'm sure Matt will be very excited to hear how highly we have spoken of them and we're also talking uh, Pacific Division with Canucks as well with Andy uh, have a great week whatever you're up to enjoy the opening nights and I will definitely need to get some rest as I inhale all four games of Toronto's first week on the 2019-20 season. Enjoy next time. I won't be in a hotel lobby. I will hopefully be recording from the comforts of my bedroom. Take care.